Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. You already got that. Understand? I don't even know why I say that. Please forgive my faux pas and that nonsense. I'm going to stop doing that because it doesn't make sense, right? Listen to my heart, man. You don't need no set the scope to listen to my heart. And everybody should be in that position, I believe. I believe that we should be in a position where our hearts are being heard. I'm not talking literal. I am talking figuratively here. Where our hearts are worn on our sleeves to the point that people know who we are, what we are about. Nothing is, there's no ambiguity at all to the situation. People don't have to guess. When they hear something wrong about how you supposedly said something third party, they could question it by saying, you know what, that ain't that person. I know that person to a degree, and that person has never exhibited those thoughts, feelings, or anything of that nature. And that's what I do here at Strange Talk with Doc. I let you hear my heart on subject matters that I deem important or deem fun or deem just talkable about. I stay away from gossip. I stay away from who's dating who, who's on drugs, who's fighting, who wore what. I don't give a damn about award shows and things of that nature unless it's involving sports, things like that. But you don't need a, a set of scope to hear somebody's heart that you've been around long enough, that you've been listening to. If you take the time to listen, they will let you know where their heart is. You, just because you're listening to their heart doesn't mean it's in a good place. It could be in a horrible place, but at least you know them. You're not shocked. You're not surprised by a coworker. You're not shocked and surprised by a family member because their actions will never lie. Patterns don't lie. People lie. Words are lies. But patterns do not lie. So we lost... Uh, Walter Mondale, the former vice president of the United States, he was the vice president from 1977 through 1981. He was with Jimmy Carter. Then he ran with Geraldine Ferraro. Remember her? If you're old enough, you remember her. And they lost to Bush Sr. and Reagan. He died at the age of 93. Nice long life, huh? In a shock. I was shocked. Shock G from Digital Underground, died at 57 years old. You all know Humpty Hump. I say rest in peace to Humpty Hump. I don't know what the reasonings were. I have not heard anything, so I will not spread one rumor. I will not deal with any gossip. All I know is that Shock G, Mr. Jacobs, I believe his name was Gregory Jacobs. He was originally from Brooklyn, New York, but we associate him with the West Coast so much that I guess like Tupac, they've been adopted in Oakland, which is nothing but the second Brooklyn anyway. And I, I just say rest in peace to him. It's been a rough week for hip-hop fans. We lost DMX, we lost Black Rob, and now we've lost Shock G. It seems like that generation is getting smaller and smaller of artists who actually survived it. And I'm glad to see that at least this wasn't a, a situation where the streets took him because he seemed to be a good dude. He always seemed to be a pleasant individual. That was his whole persona, party, fun, humpty, you know, something a little different or something a little weird. But we enjoyed him. 
I mean, think about it. Everybody knows the Humpty Dance. He introduced us to Tupac Shakur. He also introduced us to Tretch from Naughty by Nature. They were his backup dancers originally. I guess they went out on tour with him back in the day, and he gave them their break in the industry. And for that, we as hip-hop fans owe him a great gratitude, a great deal of appreciation because maybe without him opening the door for those two young men, we would not have enjoyed the talents that they blessed us with. So COVID-19, we're up to 33 million cases in America, 586,000 deaths. 226 million people have vaccinated, but for some reason, millions of Americans are not going back to get their second dose of the COVID vaccine. I received mines on 422, my second dose, and I'll let you know how I felt. The first day, it was nothing, a little soreness in my arm. I don't give the dominant arm. I don't think that you should give your dominant arm just in case you have swelling or pain of anything like that. But the next day, I woke up with a headache. I had a fever. I had the chills. I really had no appetite. I was nauseous. Uh, and this lasted for about 12 to 14 hours. And after that, I was fine. Now, I will say that it will give you a little bit of swelling. If you have pain in, in your joints normally, you know, you retain water in your joints or anything like that, you probably will. So I would advise you to drink a lot of water so it can help you to flush this stuff out of you, the excess water. But other than that, I didn't feel any worse for wear, but I did have a rough day the day after. I will admit that. But that's come and that's gone. I feel fine right now. Now, worldwide, we're up to 148 million cases and 3.2 million people have died. As you know, last week, the Chauvin verdict came in. Well, that was on 420. And the jury found him guilty of second-degree unintentional murder third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter in the murder of George Floyd. We can officially say the murder of George Floyd. It is over. It is done. Thank you, jury. Thank you, prosecutors of Minnesota, for doing your due diligence and doing your job. Now, what happened here was this Dr. David Fowler, he opened a can of worms on himself. Now they are going to investigate 17 years of his in-custody death reports because he was the medical examiner and he sold his soul to sit out there in front of the world on record under oath that Derek Chauvin did not have anything to do with the death of George Floyd. And for him to say that, the rest of the medical profession and the rest of the medical world said, how in good standing can a man say this? So what else has he let slide over his 17 years as the medical examiner of the state of Minnesota? So they are now going to relaunch investigations. He's costing the state millions of dollars. He's costing these families grief. They have to relive this because now they always thought maybe something wasn't right. And now what's going to become of this? This is why you wear your heart on your sleeve and no need for a stethoscope because if you're an honest person, if you're an upright person, you don't do things, you don't say things just to get by or to help somebody that you know that you should not help.
Fowler. The Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, he goes on 60 Minutes last night. And I'm going to say this man made a really bad move. You are the prosecutor. You won. We do not want to hear you talking about you feel any kind of way for shopping. That you feel bad for him because he's a human being. You just seen all the film. You've been on this case. You have read every report. You've read the medical examiner's report. You've seen expert testimony. You know how this man died. And you feel sorry for the murderer? Do you normally feel sorry for the murderers that you prosecute at the attorney general? You don't want the law to come down on him hard because he's a human being? The last time I looked, all homo sapiens are human beings. Do we do some horrendous shit? Yes, we do. But we are all human beings. And he shouldn't be in that job if he feels that way. If he's one of those sensitive motherfuckers who feels... You shouldn't come down, but I want to. I want the victory, but I don't want nobody to suffer through my victory. There's no winning without somebody losing. And when somebody loses, they should feel a certain way. And this man has shown no, he has shown no empathy. He has shown no sympathy. He has not reached out to the Floyd family in any shape, way, shape, or form to say, I apologize. I did wrong. And good luck to those fucking other officers who now have to face the jury. I bet you they're looking for a plea right now. They're looking to cop out right now so that they can get from under this. Because if the head fell, the body will rot beneath it. And what happened is this has also caused a rash of madness. We had a week of madness, people. Due to this, I don't know if it's due to the verdict. I don't know if it's anger. I can't predict and I won't even go there. But we had a deputy in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, shoot and kill an armed man while serving a search warrant. His name was Andrew Brown. He's 42 years old. He's a father of 10. Three of the deputies resigned. Seven were placed on leave. First of all, why are they rolling up on this guy like he's Al Capone with so many law enforcement officers? It's a warrant, so you don't get him then. You catch him another time. You go by his crib at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you roll up on him then. But the report is he was shot in the back, and it has taken Elizabeth County now about five or six days to release the body cam. And that's why people are saying cover-up. And this makes no sense. This is on the heels of the Chauvin verdict. They needed to do better. They should have came forward as soon as possible. And this sheriff to try to clean this up at the last minute by saying he's requesting. No, you're requesting the body cam footage after the governor spoke, after the attorney general spoke. But initially, you just said that you couldn't release it. But now you want to come off and make yourself look like the good guy. Also, Michaela Bryant, he's a 16-year-old girl from Columbus, Ohio. We've all seen the film by now, the young lady with the knife who was shot by the police. My thing is this. If he shot her, he's supposed to be an expert marksman. He could have shot her in the arm. He could have shot her in the leg. It'd be better off that she had to go through surgery than him putting four precise 
uh, shots and killing her. Now, is the young lady that he saved life happy that she could not hurt her? Sure she is. Is that person's family uh, happy? Sure, they are happy. But I think that he could have grabbed his taser just as easy as he grabbed his gun. I'm trying to figure out if this was little Caitlin. Would she have caught four bullets in the same position? Maybe not. But that's me speculating. You could take it wherever you want. Then we had Isaiah Brown. He's in Virginia. He gets shot ten times because a cop mistaked his phone for a gun. Now, he supposedly had this gun phone to his ear, not pointing, but to his own ear. Who could he do damage to but himself? And he gets shot 10 times. So far, as far as I know, he, Mr. Brown is still with us. He's still on the planet. He'll get a day in court, hopefully, where he will take this county to Virginia to the Woodhouse, take them for every dime that they got. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, this is there were six shootings within a 24-hour span of the Chauvin verdict. This is within 24 hours, six shootings. The police do not learn. They do not learn. They do not want to learn. The people in power at the White House do not come down hard enough on them. I think laws have to be placed in the books. We have got to get rid of this qualified immunity, and not tomorrow, today. It has to be done. Kamala and Joseph Biden cannot sell us a bag of goods stating that they want reform and then don't do anything to make sure that this reform comes through. We need them to get on this ASAP. You know what? We know that there's gun violence out there. We know that. We know that crime happens. And that it's not all the police, but the police seem to go to the nth degree. They play judge, jury, and executioner in the streets far too often. You're supposed to arrest a person, detain them, put them in holding, and then let the judge, the jury, decide if they will ever meet an executioner. It's not up to law enforcement to do that. I want to just thank Daniela Frazier. She's the teenager who filmed this whole George Floyd situation on her cell phone. I do not know what kind of PTSD that she must suffer, that she had to sit there as a young lady and film all of this to experience this. She did not do anything in her life to deserve this. And as far as I'm concerned, without her, we don't have this conviction. So I appreciate you, Ms. Frazier. And I hope that your life is a good life. I hope that some way or another that you can get the counseling and the help, that you have strong people around you that will help you through this because I'm sure in the middle of the night, Derek Chauvin visited sometime in your dreams and I wish that he has no power over you. I pray that he has no power over you and that you will go on to do great things because you gave a lot of people closure. Without you, we might not have this closure. You know, Tucker Carlson and uh, Candace Owens, they're being the assholes that they normally are. They get on the air and they, you know, Tucker Carlson is blaming 
fear for the jury coming back with the conviction, even though they've seen the tape, and he has seen the tape. This Candace Owens still tries to vilify this man, even though he's been in the ground for over a year. He was not out there hurting anybody. I don't give a fuck about no $20. I don't give a damn if it was a $100 bill. It's not a life sentence. We have got to separate life sentence from what you can walk away from. We have got to get to the point in this country where black people can be arrested like any other nationality can be arrested and they could have their day in court and not die in the street because I don't want to die in the street. You know, I watched some TV this week. I watched The Good Doctor. And uh, it was pretty good. It was about Sean and Leah and how they're dealing with the birth of the baby. And she wants a midwife and he doesn't. He thinks he could do it all. So I say you could watch that one. I watched Family Guy. They did a show called The Young Parent Trap where uh, Peter and Lois decided that they were going to pretend to be young first-time parents. The Young Rock was all right. Bob and... uh, Hearts at the shoulder. That was a good episode. Nine one one. The Fox nine one one. I do not watch Fox nine one one Texas or whatever the hell that is. But the nine one one from California. This show was a fucking joke. It is a fucking joke. People be at death's door, and at the very last second, like Lazarus, everybody gets returned from the grave. Returned from the grave. And it makes no sense. I say to myself, why can't this show be adult? People die all the time. This is a cop, an emergency show. Why can't you have life and death on this show? I guess they want to move this show eventually to Disney or something, or Nickelodeon, because they're not dealing with adults here. The Godfather of Harlem came back, and the first episode was pretty good. Uh, the second episode dropped last night. I have not watched that yet, but I will. I highly recommend you get your hands on Last Chance You Basketball. This is the first time that they dealt with basketball. It was a good season. They deal with the pandemic. The kids, I'm going to call them kids because I'm a little bit older. There was no gang banging. Okay, they use street vernacular. They use the N-word a lot. You can deal with that. But there was no thuggery. There was no drugs. There was no fighting. I mean, there was arguing and things like that. But these were good kids. These were college kids. These were kids that their parents should be proud that they worked so damn hard to do what they do. So I appreciate Last Chance You basketball. Law and Order, both Law and Orders were pretty good. I don't appreciate how they are pushing Stabler and Olivia but what can I do about that? And I did watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the whole little mini-series, and I thought it was outstanding. I I can't really tell you much about it other than I say that it was outstanding. It was good to see George St. Pierre playing a villain. I like the storyline. I don't even think that you need to have seen uh, the Avengers series to kind of understand what's going on here. They kind of let you know what's happening You know what the base of the show is. It's great action. Highly recommended. So the stupid IOC decides. That's the International Olympic Committee, people, if you did not know. They approved a 
continuation ban on protests and demonstrations at the Olympic Games. They want you to go to the Olympics and pretend that the world doesn't exist other than the sporting events that you're in. And you know what? I guess they're threatening people with taking their medals if they even raise a fist or anything like that. And so shame on the IOC. This is an international thing where the world is watching, and I think it's a chance for people to air some grievances, and they should allow them. So the NFL draft is going to be Thursday, which is April 29th, and it's going to go to Saturday, which is May 1st. This is big for all co- I mean, pro football fans because this is the hope and future of your franchise. Are you going to get that piece that your team needs to move on and be better? Are you going to get that missing offensive lineman, running back, linebacker, etc., that's going to help you move up a notch? Well, we'll see. The draft should be interesting, and next week I will recap like who I think were some of the steals in this draft and where they went, but I can't do it pre. I only could do it post. This weekend we had a great UFC card. We had Kamara Usman versus Jorge Moscovau too. Uh, Usman, thankfully for me, put Moscovau's lights out. He left no ambiguity at all that he is the better fighter. He has beaten him now twice, and the second time he put him to sleep. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Zhang Wiley fought Rose Namajunas, and Namajunas is now a two-time world champion. Thug knocked out Wiley, and I was shocked that she did it, and she did it pretty easy. It was a beautiful kick that Wiley never seen coming. I would like to see these young ladies do this again because I just want to see if Wiley could fix some things. But when Rose beats somebody up, she does it devastating, and she does it quick. She does it fast in a hurry. That's how she beat Jajacek, and that's how she captured her first title, and this is how she captured her second. Valentina Shashenko beat Jessica Andrade, and she beat her hand... She beat her so easy, it was no competition. And if it wasn't for Amanda Nunes, Valentina, Chichefko, the bullet would be the goat of female fighting. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Chris Weidman fought, and you can barely say fought, uh, Uriah Hall. 17 seconds into the fight, Weidman throws a leg kick, and he suffers a devastating break. The same break that Anderson Silva suffered when he fought Weidman. So it's kind of eerie that Weidman suffers the, the same injury, which is one of the worst injuries in the history of the UFC, and it happens to be the same thing that happened to an opponent of his. And I would say these are the two worst injuries ever. I mean, these are... To see it was, was brutal. It stopped me in my tracks. I, I, I couldn't wait to move on from it. Alex Cowboy Olvera fought Randy Brown, and Randy Brown one-arm choked Olivera. That just lets you know that Randy Brown is on point because Cowboy is no joke. He's a seasoned grizzled veteran. There seemed to be some black blood between them, so it was a beautiful thing to watch. Brandon Allen caught Carl Robinson in a beautiful leg hole and uh, finished that fight. And Anthony Lionheart Smith 
beat Jimmy Cruz, which I would like to see them run this back. This was a good fight between two solid dudes. But Anthony Smith threw a leg kick that took all the feeling and nerves out of Jimmy Cruz's leg. And Jimmy basically, literally had no leg to stand on. So in between the rounds, they had to stop the fight. Now, coming up next week, we got Dominic Reyes versus Yafi Prochaskovich. This is the UFC, by the way. Cub Swanson's going to be on that card. Delvin Clark's going to be on that card. Randa Marcos is going to be on that card. Loma Lukbume is going to be on that card. So this is a UFC card that's coming up on 5-1. So if you have no, nothing else to do and you enjoy fighting, you have something to watch. So James Hart suffered a setback, and now he's going to be out indefinite with a hamstring injury. The Nets seem to be um, really in trouble. They can't seem to ever have a full, healthy team on so that we could see this big three, Kyrie, Durant, and Harding go at it for a while. And I don't know if in the playoffs they could just turn it on, but we'll we'll deal with that as we go further on. I'm going to give you some NBA games, say a couple of more things, and I'm going to leave you alone. Tonight in the NBA, you got the Clippers versus the Pelicans. You get a chance to see Kawhi, and you get a chance to see Zion. Tomorrow, Tuesday, you got the Trailblazers versus the Pacers. You also have the Mavericks versus the Warriors. Wednesday, you got those Hawks who have been up and coming this year. They're playing the 76ers. My Spurs are playing the Heat. The Spurs are fighting for their playoff life. The Pelicans didn't also play the Nuggets. The Clippers play the Suns. Thursday, you got the Nets versus the Pacers. Friday, you got the Spurs versus the Celtics. You got the Trailblazers versus the Nets. The Jazz versus the Suns. Saturday, you got the Nuggets versus the Clippers. And Sunday, you got the Nets versus the Bucks and the Greek Freak. You got the Trailblazers versus the Celtics. And my Spurs play the 76ers Sunday. And that closes out what I think are the premier basketball games of the week. Do everybody a favor, man. Let them be able to listen to your heart without the need of a stethoscope. Let the only person who needs a stethoscope to listen to your heart be be a doctor, a nurse, a physician. Everybody else should be able to read it and hear it loudly and clearly by not your words, but your deeds and your actions. If you are a giver, then your actions will show that you are a giver. If you are a taker, your actions will show that you are a taker. People will not be in mystery about who and what you are about. If you are about social causes, you will talk about social causes. You will back social causes. You will defend situations that need defended. If you don't give a fuck, then your actions will show that you do not care. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate the time that you spend with me. Any feedback that you would like, just go to my website, whatever. You can reach out to me. I don't request you ever do anything. That's on you. But if you feel that way, you do have the right to reach me, and I will respond. And I'm going to tell you, once again, people, peace to you and peace to yours.